What you will have, you will have the chance to work in a greenfield project um, with a modern technology stack in a stable environment and you will also have the opportunity to take ownership um, not just of the tech stack and the development area but also have the chance to strongly influence the future development of a company. And to be very honest, for me that sounds quite attracting. Project A Podcast. Hi, I'm Andrea, Head of Talent Acquisition at Project A, and next to me is my guest Stefan. Hi, Andrea. Our CTO of Project A, and we both are working at Project A. Project A is an operational VC. That means on one side, we invest in innovative and digital products or services, and on the other side, we operationally support our portfolio companies in uh, different operations. The portfolio we invested in are acting in different industries such as digital health, fintech, property tech, mobility and so on. Stefan, you uh, as a CTO at Project A, could you tell us a bit more what you're doing here? Sure. Um, so Andrea, thanks for, for the invitation. Um, so what I'm doing here at Project A, um, we have a team of uh, around 80 experts in, whole, in the whole uh, company of Project A um, from different departments. Um, I'm personally being responsible for everything around the IT topics. So that means software engineering uh, in the back and front direction, DevOps infrastructure, um, everything connected to that. And um, with our um, teams, we support, as you said, um, our portfolio companies with different, um, different areas of expertise. So that can be some kind of development support. Um, it can be setting up a new infrastructure for um, whatever application, it can be some kind of consulting, teaching, mentoring sessions, all of that. Um, so a broad variety um, and um, I'm, I'm personally uh, mainly supporting, uh, at least right now, um, in, the, in the area of coaching, mentoring, um, together or interim positions um, at our venture. Oh, interesting. Um, yes, and today I would say we are talking or we met here because we wanted to talk about our new investment yes. where you are involved in building the product. Yes, um, very excited about that. Um, to be honest, um, it's, a, it's a startup in a stealth mode right now um, and uh, it was actually founded last year already and the founders um, pretty much impressed us. Um, they come from former top management of a um, well-known real estate company, um, so you already know it's about prop tech. Um, and um, we actually discovered uh, uh, with them that, uh, that the experience, the customer experience in that industry is still quite old-fashioned. Um, and what we would like to do is to innovate that whole setup um, by combining some kind of best agents um, with superior technology um, so that we get some kind of seamless and, and really great experience uh, for, for the customer. Um, and uh, the founders actually founded the company last year already um, and uh, we are now in the phases with support of our operational teams. Um, we are already helping them to develop the product and also the business around it. Okay, interesting. So we have a property tech company and what is the strength and how can they maybe conquer the market from your side? Mm -hmm. um, so from my perception, um, we actually face the, the situation that some kind of traditional brokers of, of prop tech or pro not prop tech but property um, lack some kind of personalized, transparent customer experience. Um, and um, so we, what we see uh, and what we also uh, agree with the founders is that the whole industry is somehow quite outdated um, in, in that direction. Um, and there are some kind of pro uh, successful, successful prop tech companies um, uh, and newcomers, but they also um, lack somehow the capabilities to give some kind of advice, uh, especially if you think of something like complex and high value um, real estate transaction. I mean, buying and selling 
prop uh, property is something that people often do just once. It's their, often their biggest transaction in their, in their whole life they do. Um, and uh, what we see and what we would like to do is like with a very experienced team from, from the traditional real estate market, um, really good of a team of digital experts. Um, I think we have some kind of good prerequisites, uh, prerequisites um, to actually create a, a really convincing product that is really engaging customers to, to interact with that. And actually, now coming to the, to the point, um, the core of that whole business, um, that will actually be a platform that um, empowers agents um, to provide best services, um, especially in a combination with a holistic digital um, and especially customer-focused user experience. Okay, so the platform where you said, okay, they empower the agents at the end, could you give us more details about that? Sure. Um, so the main key point that we see in that overall setup is um, that actually um, we see that data and processes um, are some kind of key factor um, to support the agents um, to have the right information at the right point in time being available. Um, and we also see that there are a couple of, or not a couple of, but many of different tools in the back end um, that actually need to be somehow um, integrated to be connected to each other to provide that set of information. Um, and so what we want to do or what we are currently doing is to build some kind of unified data format um, about, that, um, about that space. Um, we will have some kind of centralized data storage um, that is somehow acting as a, as a middleware between all of these applications um, and uh, help to exchange that customer data like transactional data, like property data and all of that stuff. And um, we do this um, unified data format and all the, the thoughts to invest into the data structures Uh, very early on, because if we see, okay, we want to have the right data at the right uh, point in time for being available for, for an agent, um, you can only achieve that if you have some kind of data-oriented culture as well in development, but also in the whole business understanding. Um, and so creating that, um, that approach is uh, the way we make ensure or we ensure that all applications will somehow share the same understanding um, of, of, um, of, of our data structures or what we call business objects. Um, so that's the data part behind um, and now you say, okay, data is nice, but I cannot actually do something with it and uh, that's why we put something on top of that, sure, um, which is a, will be a process engine um, as actually taking part of the coordination uh, of triggering the right application at the right time um, and uh, on top of that, then we will build multiple applications to support some kind of agents, uh, sellers, buyers and of course also operations people um, in their day-to-day -day business. But the foundation for all of that will be data, um, and that's the most important thing for us right now. Okay, yes, so the startup is very young, as you mentioned, and so far I know you are strongly involved in the development mm -hmm. of the technical product and support the team in recruiting too. So our listeners are developers whom we address directly, and so could you give us an overview about the technical product and also a bit more in details about it too? Of course. Um, so maybe let's start at, uh, at the front-end part, uh, because this is what, what the user-facing um, uh, application will be. So the front-end part um, itself uh, consists of um, uh, a Nuxt-based um, application, uh, which is backed by headless CMS uh, Contentful, which is probably well-known already. Um, and this is something we will use to provide, um, let's say, some kind of Website um, that sounds super easy and super uh, plain, but uh, as a website, we need to somehow um, uh, be able to, to reach to, to customers and, and uh, 
uh, colleagues. Um, so this is one thing, yeah, so an uh, space uh, and content-full-based website. And uh, next to that, and this is mainly then for uh, sellers and, and um, agents, um, there will be multiple React-based single-page applications. Um, and um, the front-end will actually, uh, if, we, if we go a layer deeper, um, will communicate with the um, backend application that is based on Python, um, with the Django framework, uh, PostgreSQL database in the background. Um, and all of that going one layer deeper uh, is then running on a Kubernetes cluster uh, on a Google Cloud infrastructure. Um, and um, that whole thing um, is all built for automation um, in terms of like, of sure, having something like Terraform in place, having Helm charts in place. Um, we are already starting to implement a QA automation setup as well um, so that we um, actually have a, have a very good foundation for the future development of that company. And if I think of development itself, I mean, this is mainly the technical part. Um, so people can say, yeah, I mean, it can develop one direction, which is some kind of ugly and quick hack. Um, this is, to be honest, not what we prefer. Um, so we actually prefer more following some kind of um, well-known best practices, like solid principles, um, using in a meaningful um, way uh, design patterns um, uh, that, that are pretty helpful. Um, we, we live some kind of DevOps culture, yeah, so we don't see DevOps as a job title, but we see it as a, as a culture um, where our developers take full ownership from the very beginning on, like taking over to a task um, until they deploy it to production and they should be able um, to do that um, by their own. And all of this comes into the point of automation um, at the very end. Um, so ideally um, there is uh, no hands-on work except of development um, necessary, so all things that are somewhat error-prone like uh, deployments, um, um, some kind of tests or whatever, all of this is already in the stage of being automated um, so that you will have a proper setup uh, being available. Okay, but like how do you organize then the development? Um, so I mean we are following some kind of uh, best patterns as well in that case, so we're working with cross-functional teams. Um, uh, so at the very beginning it will be just one team, um, sure, um, where we have back-end front-end development um, being involved, we have um, product management and infrastructure um, engineers being part of that group, um, and they are actually um, uh, supported by, by persons from, let's say, data departments um, that are actually helping them um, as well to, to also implement the, the best practices in the data part. Um, from an organizational perspective, in terms of like how do we work, um, we are following a scrum approach um, with some kind of bi-weekly sprints. Um, we have that typically um, ceremonies like refinement, very retrospective, all of that. Um, we don't believe in something like, oh, the sprint is over, now we're going to do a huge deployment, um, but it's more like um, we are doing iterations um, or deploying all small artifacts um, within a sprint already, of course, after they pass QA. And when it comes to the team general, the team size and also the roles are planned for this, could you yeah. give us more insights to that? Uh, uh, sure. I mean, from the very, so, so if you start a new company, um, then, then there's always a case of okay, where do you want to be in something like five years. Um, and uh, what we are, um, so we are not currently looking for a team that we would like to have in five, yeah. uh, five years. So at the very beginning, we are heading for something like 10 people overall. Um, which will probably be something like a full backend to front-end distribution. We will have product management, QA automation, infrastructure engineers, and so on. And for sure, there will be some kind of position for uh, VP engineering um, that is um, responsible for keeping the whole team together, um, being part of architectural decisions, um, driving the team, also creating a culture of leadership. Um, and the one thing that I would like to emphasize is 
Um, if you, I mean, I often see, and this is when, when you see other startups, that people tend to hire two junior people in the beginning. This is something we don't want to do here. So we would prefer to start with a very senior set of people um, so that we have some kind of good foundation also for the further development and then add more and more people um, also on a medium and junior level later. But at the very beginning, it will be senior people. Okay, so senior people first, right? Senior people first, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not for discriminating others, uh, but uh, if, you, if you want to achieve something very fast and also good quality, unfortunately, this is some kind of must, uh, but it's also a good opportunity. Yes. So, yeah, you uh, talked already about the opportunity. Why is it an interesting <coughs> opportunity? Um, for me, it's quite interesting because um, we see that the prop tech market overall is some kind of huge market. Um, it is quite interesting um, because it's still in that old-fashioned way, um, so there's a high room for improvement. Um, I will not say it's a revolution in the digital uh, or in the, in the real estate market, um, but there's a lot of room for improvement actually. Um, so what you will have if you join us is a chance to design something um, from the very beginning on um, and um, actually bring something to life. Yeah? I mean, this is when, when I often speak to developers, we compare it like it's, it's like magic. You're writing some kind of text and suddenly the world begins to, to uh, come to life. Um, and um, this is some kind of uh, very interesting thing. For sure, I mean, we have Project A as a venture capitalist being um, involved or being in the, in the funding involved. So we also have a well-funded startup. So it's not like, oh, um, <laughs> um, that's going to, to be ended in after six months or something like that. So, so I'm quite... I'm uh, quite optimistic for that, uh, for sure. Um, and another thing that I personally see some kind of challenging is, if you think of um, property data, then we, it's some kind of complex data set. I mean, we speak about something maybe like flats, houses, like um, uh, a whole house with full of flats, uh, all of that. And um, so there is huge complexity behind the data. And if you're interested in, um, uh, in modeling data, thinking about, okay, how can you distribute that stuff across multiple systems, um, not just internal, but also external, I would say this is quite appealing. And um, I mean, if I wouldn't work at Project A already, I would probably apply for that, say, okay, that's a really good chance um, to develop something that is quite, quite interesting. But well, that sounds like microservices, right? Yeah, you mean because I speak about that internal and external systems? Um, Not, not really, yeah, to be honest, um, it's, it's more like it can be that we develop in, in such a direction uh, at one point in time. But to be very honest, um, I mean, we also made um, experiences with microservices already um, and uh, they, they provide some kind of real advantages if you think of scalability and all that stuff, but they also come with a huge amount of complexity. So what we see in the very beginning is that we start with a good old monolithic um, approach. Um, but what we already take care of is that we, we um, take care that the, the software architecture itself is decoupled. So you have some kind of clearly defined interfaces you're talking to even within your application um, so that we have the chance to um, do that um, later, uh, in a later stage, and that then the pain of, okay, I want to slice out some kind of part of the application, put it into a microservice is much, much easier. Um, And if I speak about integrating with other systems, um, this is a must for us, um, for sure, um, because um, I mean, this is also some kind of tendency we see in the market overall that more and more data is going to be distributed. And that's why we actually use a centralized data store um, with our business objects or, or data structures um, that provide some kind of business perspective on, um, on, on the data itself. Um, are always available um, and we use a Kafka-based event stream actually to then distribute them. Um, if you're interested in that, I would say um, 
talk to us. Yeah, so we are happy to share more about that. Um, but I can already tell it's a, it's a good and easy approach. So it's easy to understand, but it's also quite powerful. Okay, yeah, talking about people who are interested in that, yeah. what kind of requirements do you have when you build such a team? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the first thing we, we spoke already about that is we need some kind of level of seniority. Um, so ideally, um, at the very beginning, um, we find people that have a very good understanding of application, data, and also system architecture. Um, so that must not all be in, in one person, um, but it should be some, some a team that is able to discuss things, um, that is able to um, challenge each other um, and be able to somehow really develop such a such, uh, more complex uh, environment um, as a team. And of course, I mean, if you start uh, such a journey, you, you will not be alone at the very beginning. Um, so you will get um, help from our um, colleagues from Project A, um, being there with advice, being there with some kind of hands-on mentality as well to, to implement stuff and also help with operational work. Um, one thing, if you think of what, what are the requirements, um, we currently, or we already took a decision on the tech stack. So as I mentioned, it's a Python, um, Python and React uh, applications, more or less. Um, and um, this is some kind of would be good to have a Python uh, experience for the for the back end or a React experience in, in the front end, but even then, I mean, my experience and if I if I look at, at our team but also at other teams is that good engineers are also able to switch, for example, language relatively easy. Yeah, so of course there's some kind of ramp up time um, when you learn, but uh, the concepts are all over the same. Um, so it's more like. Um, some kind of time you need to learn um, and that would be okay. So if you're a PHP engineer, let's say, or you have some kind of Java background, Ruby, whatever, that could still be a good fit, I would say, because switching to Python is, from what our experience is, is not so super complicated then. Yes, you'll be slow at the beginning, but the concepts are the same, so I would not be feared to still apply them. Yes, uh, me and um, Stefan, we are uh, working more often together in tech yep. recruiting, right? So we have a, a good experience with that too. So, um, yeah, thank you very much, Stefan. Maybe oh, wait, wait, one thing yes. that I would like to add, um, <laughs> because I forgot it. I mean, what I mentioned already is um, that we have the requirement, um, if you build something new, then it's often a matter of communication and discussion. This is a point I would actually emphasize. Um, so ideally, um, or not ideally, but you, I would say it's a must to have some kind of really good English speaking skills. I mean, this will be an international team, um, and uh, that will definitely help to have a some kind of well-aligned but also transparent communication in a team where you have some kind of minority of misunderstanding um, each other. Yeah, so, sorry. No, that's a <coughs> good point to add as we are an international team also here at Project A True. and all our ventures work internationally. So, how would you best wrap that up? Why should a developer join the tech team? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, when I see that whole, um, that whole uh, venture, um, what you will have, you have, will have the chance to work in a greenfield project um, with a modern technology stack in a stable environment. And you will also have the opportunity to take ownership, um, not just of the tech stack and the development area, but also have the chance to strongly influence the future development of a company. And to be very honest, for me, that sounds quite attracting. Yeah. So if you are a senior backend developer that has experience in Python, PHP, or Java, or Ruby, or any other language. Yes, the senior or if you are a senior front-end developer with several years of experience and want to know more, connect with Stefan or me at LinkedIn or just drop me an email to andrea.althaus at project-a.com.
Thanks a lot, Stefan, for your time. Thanks a lot for listening. We are looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks for having me here. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you did, how about you subscribe on Spotify and or iTunes and give us a rating.